Welcome to The Kindness Project, the podcast designed to share stories of kindness and share how kindness can make positive change in our world, one small act at a time. This time on The Kindness Project, Elton John, Coastal Living, and part one of our interview with Chris Haycock. I am joined by a man so extravagant, even the man on the moon wears sunglasses. I'm not used to scary. I've got, I've got one pink shirt. And I'm joined by a girl who lights up my life. I just got to be careful she doesn't set me on fire. In I knew that was coming. <laughs> In Charlotte. You know what I thought he was going to say? Like a fire burning down my house. I was just like, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, why, why am I so extravagant then? You asked me to write these five minutes ago, that's all I could think of. Right, okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hardly, I mean, I haven't got any massively extravagant. Who's the most extravagant person you know? I don't know. No. Elton John's quite extravagant, but I don't know him personally. Don't so know him personally. I don't know whether I can actually add him to my list. Just like, oh, I know this man, he's really extravagant. Who is it, Elton John? Do you know him personally? Nah. No, no, no. I know him. I know of him. I am aware of Mr. Elton John's work. He's, he's in a really good Snickers advert. No, I haven't. It's got, um, it's got, uh, you know, um, that one where uh, you're not yourself when you're hungry? Uh-huh. So they're having this, like, really, like, street rap battle. And, like, this fella's done a, I'm not even going to try and do the rap. This fella's done a rap. And then this other guy comes out, and then he just goes, boom, tsh, boom. And he goes, don't go breaking my heart. And he went, have a snicker. And then he turns into this guy who's doing really good raps. So I think it was rather entertaining. <laughs> and I, to be honest, I quite like Elton John. Yeah, I do too. Not as much at the minute as Neil Diamond. I love a bit of Neil Diamond. Don't even know that is. I'm not even gonna pretend to know that is. Sweet Caroline. Oh yeah, him. I know him. Yeah. I know of. Oh, I know of his work. You are aware of his work. Not of him, but of his work. Yeah. Okay. Would you like to let everybody know where they can get to with this? Ah, it's been a while since I've done this. Oh. Um. Ooh. T- uh, at Ola Kindness on Twitter. Okay. The H ain't coming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the H ain't joining this party yeah. today, mate. Yeah. Um. Facebook, just kind of go into Facebook and you search all the kindness. Yeah, I think that's it. You can get through there, but you can just do uh, the Facebook thing, dash Ola Kindness. Okay. But I don't know what it is, the Facebook thing. It's www.facebook.com forward slash Ola Kindness. Yeah, that that's one. how you say Ola. Ola! Um, and uh, have an email. Uh, www. No, uh, at uk. Absolutely right. You can find all the previous uh, uh, episodes, everything about the Kindness Project. We are 41 weeks in. We've done loads of We're almost at our 50. We're, we're almost at a year. We've got some great stuff planned for next year. As a well, year, so. that'd be what, 52 episodes? 52 episodes, yeah, we're nearly there. We, we, are, we are getting there. We're, I've got, I've 11 got, more episodes. I've got a plan to get to um, the end of the year and some big plans for next year. Ooh. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll let you know. About. We'll pull out of the drawer later. Um, but <laughs> we'll, we'll ease you into that plan for next year <laughs> because, because uh, we haven't really. Uh, really planned them out yet. Um, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> so, question of the week this week is 
Ideally, where would you live? Would you live in the country, in the city, or by the coast, and why? And the inspiration for this is uh, my wife, Cassie, uh, wants to live by the coast. Huh? I quite live, I quite, I quite live, I quite like living on the edge of a city. So do I. Um, what do you prefer? Would you live by the coast? No. No, you don't want to move, do you? I don't want to move. I can just pick one place and stay there for as long as possible. <laughs> and then, then, you, then you bugger off for a little while <laughs> and you come back and yeah, you go exactly. away. Exactly. You, actually, like moving somewhere permanently is one of the most stressful things in your life. Exactly. Brooke, who works with me, um, is moving at the minute. And I've never seen a person so stressed. <laughs> I'm gonna move into an apartment and I'm gonna rent it out while I'm away. I'm not gonna just Is that your plan? Yeah, I'm gonna spend So you're gonna buy an apartment or are you gonna I'm gonna buy an apartment. Where? In London. Central London? No, like outskirts, like where we are, but like maybe on the other sides. Uh, West London? Yeah, maybe. No, why would you move to West London? What's wrong with West London? It's not East London. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem with West London. It's not East London. But yeah, I'll, I'll move to the other sides and then just like the six months of the year where I'm not here, I'll just rent it out to people who, like, you know. Maybe me, if I were to come to West London. Oh, no, I don't, because East London's better. <laughs> well... <laughs> I don't, why are you moving? <laughs> I want to explore this a bit more. Why do you want to move to West London? It's out of my comfort zone. It's out of everybody's comfort zone. <laughs> I, I suppose... Nobody feels comfortable in West I London. Nobody loves West London. I suppose, I suppose it could be worse. It could be south of the river. It could be south London. That would be... Right, you never know. <gasps> sacrilege. <laughs> a sacrilege. And on that note, of, uh, a man and his daughter falling out about the best parts of London, shall we get on with the show? Yes. <gasps> we're making a change. <laughs> we are, are we? Are we making a change? Well, you know how For I... two episodes only. For two episodes only. Um, you know how I usually feed this podcast its kindness news? Yeah, you haven't done any prep, have you? So I've no, I haven't done any prep, but you know, you've done prep. Well, I've just Googled uh, really awesome piece of kindness news. So this week, it's Chris Ames does kindness news. What edition are you going to do? Ready, drum roll. Kindest news, photo competition edition. So let me tell you. Competition edition. No, photo competition edition. Photographic competition edition. This this week's kindest news uh, is uh, a little bit about a photo competition that is designed to promote the benefit of kindness. And let me tell you about it. Yes. Uh, Have you ever taken a photo that perfectly depicted the meaning of kindness? No. Well, (laughs) you're not entering this uh, photo competition then. No. Well, now you have a chance to share those pictures. Envision. Kindness is a non-profit organisation dedicated to spread positivity through photos and videos. Now, you like doing that. You like spreading positivity yes. through photos I and like videos. taking pictures of sunsets and sunrises and beautiful things. And this month, I'll have in their second annual photography contest that images that embody kindness. The photo contest, Our World is Kind 2018, offers photographers the chance to have their pictures published, 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 published or published across the internet so they can inspire the world. 
There's so much good out there. Despite the world. Inspire the world. <laughs> there's published. Published, inspire. Published, inspire the world. There's so much good out there and we can all benefit from it. Envision Kindness founder David Freiberg told Good News Network. If isn't that if that isn't enough, the contest is also awarding up to five hundred dollars in cash awards. If you get published, um, despite last week's contest received over fifteen hundred submissions from across eighty uh, countries, and participants have until the thirteenth of November to submit submit summit up to, summit up to five photos. It's quite reading from articles. It is quite difficult, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Submit up to five photos and separate submissions. The winners will be announced in December. The contest has already garnered over 600 photos that will be just judged by a panel of award-winning photographers, including a senior photo editor from National Geographic. And looking at there, there are some amazing, very cute, very sweet photos already depicting kindness in our world. So, if you've got a photo, um, that you think is particularly kind, feel free to submit to the Kindness Project so we can talk about it in the podcast. But why don't you get yourself involved in some of this kindness photo competition? I think Spreading kindness, win. making money. Woo! Well, $500 if you win. If you, you win. Might, yeah. it's, it's not a job, but it'll do... It'll, it'll do the job. But you will be spreading photos that are particularly kind. Mm, exactly. So good. So that's Kindness News This Week. Ooh. So Charlotte, we've got an interview this week, Ooh. and it's with a lovely, lovely fella called Chris. Chris, we're all called love. We're all quite lovely fellas. I don't know the bad Chris, do you? Not really. Don't know that many Chris's. No. How many Chris's you know? Two. What Chris's? Me. Yeah. And the another man called Chris. Yeah. And maybe another father. Yeah. A friend of yours. Yeah. Okay, that's fair enough. And we're both relatively decent blokes. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Well, this Chris is another awesome Chris. He's a guy called Chris Haycock. Ah, yes, I have And heard he of runs it. a charity called Kickbag, which uh, I'll let Chris tell you all about the charity, but they do incredible work at helping homeless people. Shall we listen to the first part of Chris's interview? Oh, yep. Hi, Chris. Thanks for coming on the Kindness Project podcast. Really appreciate that. Hi, Chris. Yeah, well, this could get very confusing very quickly, but we're going to try and avoid that. I think our accent, accents are probably different enough to, uh, for people to recognise the difference, right? Yeah, we'll give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> perhaps, you can, perhaps you can morph my voice into making it sound more female or something, you know, just to distinguish it a little. Uh, I think we might have some, some uh, helium canister from a party. I can, yeah. I can give that a go. Um, so uh, tell, tell me, for, our, for the audience who don't know you and what you do, tell, tell us a little bit about you. Okay, well, basically, um, well, my name is Chris Haycock. Yeah. Um, I'm somewhere in between my, uh, in my late 40s. Okay. Uh, somewhere between those two horrible numbers. Um, and I've got twin girls, age six. Yeah. Um, I'm the managing director of a digital publishing company okay. um, based up in Leafy, Shropshire. Okay. 
and um, I'm also the founder of a homeless charity, Kip Bag. Okay, excellent. And you fly as well, don't you? You do, you do a decent bit of flying. I do, yes. Well, it's been my lifetime passion, really, okay. um, to fly. And um, I was, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be in a position where financially I could do that. So I spent the last couple of years up at Otherton Airfield over in Penkridge. Yeah. And I've uh, been learning how to fly, and I've, and I've passed with flying colours <laughs> last year. So, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. Awesome. So how, how, how often do you get, get to go in the air? Well, not very often, because our plane's broken at the moment. Oh, no. I'm in a syndicate of five people, and um, one of the syndicate members um, accidentally... Um, uh, slipped whilst he was putting the aircraft back into the hangar and uh, damaged the tail oh, no. so it's had to go away and it's been away for a, a couple of months now hopefully it's going to be back for when the, the nice weather when the weather comes yeah if, if it ever does <laughs> it's threatening to i mean it's getting there but then it keeps on going away yeah. um and you mentioned that you uh, you're a fan of a charity called kip bag can you help help me understand how Kip Bag came to be um, and why it's, why you're so passionate about that? Okay, well, um, uh, to give you a bit of a background about Kip Bag, um, Kip Bag's a charity that distributes um, Kip Bags to rough sleepers across the UK. Okay. Um, and what they are, essentially, um, they're a pack of items to keep rough sleepers warm and clean. And uh, we do hope as well that it provides a bit of dignity uh, yeah. as well. So inside each kit bag, uh, there's a sleeping bag, toiletries, warm clothing, plasters, combs, wet wipes, okay. uh, and pretty much anything else that we can get our hands on. Um, I started the charity back in uh, late 2016. And I was joined by co-founders Eric Hewson and Amy Wood. Okay. And as of today, uh, we've got a new member of the team, Graham Hesker, who's just okay. joined. But there's four of us. Uh, we're all unpaid volunteers, and um, every single penny raised goes to uh, goes into the kit bags. Yep. So it came about. Um, well, for years, I've wanted to play a small part in homeless issues. Um, but I wasn't too sure for many years exactly what that was going to involve. Um, I helped out at a homeless feed in Birmingham, um, but I felt while I was doing it that it still wasn't, I wasn't giving quite enough. Enough. I think there was something quite, something missing. Um, now, I've always created, uh, sorry, I've always enjoyed creating solutions to problems. So I came up with the idea of distributing sleep bags, yeah. uh, sleeping bags, with essential pieces of kit, yeah. uh, such as the toiletries and warm clothing. And it all sort of just fitted into place. So I decided to call the initiative Kit Bag. Um, Sorry. Yeah. The, the, actual, the actual name Kit Bag came from um, when I was in the Navy, we used to, um, whenever we used to go on leave or, or go, go to another base or another ship, we got these huge kit bags. Yeah. And I thought, well, kit bag, kit bag, so you got the kit sleep. Yeah, yeah. The bag full of stuff, full yeah. of your, your, your goods. Um, so we all kind of fitted into place yeah. there. Um, so once that was, once we, we had the idea um, together, um, we built the website. 
PR company kindly approached us and promoted us for free. Okay. Um, but right the way across central Birmingham, across huge billboards. Yeah. And, um, yeah, the rest is history. Okay, interesting. How... how um just help me understand what's included in the bag. So there's a, you mentioned, to, is it a toothbrush? You know, what? Yeah. yeah. So um, if you can imagine um, a, 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 a rucksack. Yeah. Um, it's not quite a rough sack, but rucksack because we have to keep prices down. Um, so we've just got this sort of a, a, a shoulder bag. Yeah. So inside each one, there's a, a sleeping bag. Um, uh, we fit in as much warm clothing as we can, so okay. there's socks, um, hats, gloves, um, and then there's toiletries to um, to keep them um, to keep them clean. So we've got soap in there, we've got yeah. cotton wool buds, we've got toothbrush, we've got toothpaste, we've got wipes, and a couple of other things but it's basically whatever we can get our hands on from the wholesalers gotcha and it's stuff we take for granted right it's stuff oh, it's that we absolutely. we absolutely take for granted but actually if you were living on the streets would be i suppose essentials that that just to maintain a bit of dignity is that the idea to that's that's exactly it. yeah okay i mean we know that we can't eradicate homelessness and that's really not what we're trying to do um, because, um, I mean, there's so many different organisations that are trying to do this mm. that we only just can only play a very, very yeah. small part. But if we can bring a little bit of warmth, a little bit of comfort and a little bit of dignity yeah. to those uh, that are sleeping rough on the streets, yeah. then that's all that we're trying to do. You know what, there was, there's a really, I mean, that, that sort of just connection to, to uh, for homeless people to dignity. There's a guy who... Um, I don't know if you've seen him on Twitter, and it, his at is at Charlie Bimbags. Right. If, if you haven't seen him, look him up. So yeah, three three weeks ago, somebody gave him uh, an old mobile phone, and his first tweet was, um, "I'm homeless. I'm not dangerous. I'm not on drugs. I'm just having a tough time. And actually, I want to work, and I want to I want to do stuff." I just need the opportunity. Um, and it really interestingly, everything he sent out was about positive. Like it, it, it was totally positive about making a change to his life. In two weeks, he got 30,000 followers. Wow. He's like a huge amount of followers. And he's working now. And now he just tweets, tweets every time and goes, I've, I've now restored some respects to my life. Now, it's really interesting because you think, you know, so he uses... Uh, he uses Costa Coffee free Wi-Fi, so he doesn't pay anything for the Wi-Fi. Somebody's given him an old, old phone that's probably obsolete to them, but is his connection to the world. And that, to me, is just like such a simple thing to do. So I went home and said to Cassie, we've got two or three mobile phones sitting indoors that we might not use. Can we give them, take the chips out and just give them away? But yeah, it's really, it's really, worth, uh, it's really worth looking at. Char at Charlie Binbags, so, uh, for our listeners, as I'll put a, a connection on the show notes. So you mentioned, Chris, about um, uh, you, your business uh, 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 is about web development. Help me understand a little bit about what you do and how, what you spend your time doing work-wise. Okay, yeah, well, um, well, basically I own a company called Click2 Media. Okay. <clears throat> um, 
And essentially what it is, it's the parent company that owns a network of different websites in different industries. Okay. Um, now, what we do, by saying, see, I, I always say we, but it, it is just me. <laughs> you know, I'm going to portray this image. That, that yeah, being global, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what I do um, is I build websites, not yeah. for others, yeah. um, but for... Um, for the company, for my company. So what I'll generally tend to do is that I'll find a niche, yeah. a need or a problem, and then I'll build a, a website for that niche gotcha. to provide those solutions. Yeah, yeah. So we've got uh, around about 35 different websites at the moment covering all different areas, including um, events, travel, law, business, home improvement, yeah. real estate, banking, you name it. And we've, we've got, grown to the stage. Um, we had a, a brilliant year last year where more than one of, sorry, more than one in six of the UK population visited one of my websites yeah. last year. So it's great. It's going um, in the, it's definitely heading in the right direction. And I, I'm, I'm included in that because I know that when we, when we first started to connect, I realised that I used your um, who to vote for website, which, because I, 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 frankly, I still haven't got a clue, but um, it did help me, it did help me a bit make a, make a judgment call. And I noticed that the reason I wanted you to talk a little bit about the business, Chris, is I think we both agree that, that business and kindness aren't mutually exclusive ideas, and actually they should go together. So help me understand why you feel that way. Well, kindness, it, it's, it's a very big word, isn't it? Yeah. It, it's a huge, huge word. Um, and, and obviously, kindness, it, it didn't really used to run um, through the company as such, but it's now an absolutely fundamental part of it yeah. because it, it, it's such an important thing. And going back to my childhood, I, I knew even from an early age that I had a, a certain level of kindness inside my heart. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of, I felt it, but I didn't quite know exactly what it was. And to be honest, I've struggled with it for a long time. But when I was uh, 19 in the Navy, um, my dad came on board and we went out on a trip around the Isle of Wight. Um, this was on HMS Birmingham. Yeah. And my superior um, sat down with my dad and he was chatting away. And he said that I wouldn't get very far in life because I was too nice. Yeah. Well, at that point, it was like a red rag to a bull, wasn't it? Um, so at that point, I decided that I needed to become a lot more cynical. Um, and I put on a mask that was uncaring, uh, it was inconsiderate, and it was yeah. even bitter. Yeah. And that was the way to get ahead. Yeah. Um, especially in business. Um, and I was brought up by a household of females, um, and I didn't have a father around, so I tried to act out what I thought was a typical personality. And I wore that mask for more than two and a half decades or so, and I really did struggle because it wasn't... It wasn't you, yeah. And I couldn't take it off. Until, that is, 2015, when I first met, um, and someone that we both know very well, Mo Nawaz. Mo, yeah, yeah. Um, and for anyone that's not, that's not aware of him, he's a mentor to some of the UK's uh, FTSE 100 businesses. Yeah. Anyway, what I could see in him was clearly a, a man that was kind, he was patient and yeah. he was generous, but more so, 
he was also successful in his own right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I thought to myself, how could that be? That you're so successful, but yet you're kind as well. Yeah. I couldn't quote. Yeah, you couldn't make the connection. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was Mo's involvement in homeless charities, um, as well as meeting some of his amazing colleagues, include, including yourself. And Thank I you, mate. That, that you've been there yeah. um, meeting me. Made me realise um, that what I could do was take off that mask and be kind again. Not only to others, but to myself. As yeah, well. go trip. Go and trip. It was such a huge revolution, and I could feel my life started turning around. Yeah. I was beginning to collaborate with others, others on big projects. Yeah. My turnover was greater, and I had a much better outlook on life mm. as well. And once I let that kindness back into my heart, every part of my life was completely enriched. Go trip. Yeah, and yeah. I realised that true kindness is it, it's completely different to fake kindness mm. because there there are so many people out there um who project kindness but under underneath they have some kind of ulterior motive gotcha. yeah yeah something bad. there's an agenda yeah that's yeah that's right yeah and luckily those people are, are relatively easy to yeah, spot yeah, they're yeah. the ones that usually attach conditions yeah. to something i'll do you a favor but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. Um, and I do believe that true kindness, it, it, it shines like a bright light. Uh, when someone that's truly altruistic shows kindness, you know that they're not looking for any yeah. payback. They're yeah. doing it because they genuinely want to help and without wanting anything in return. And that's basically what I stand for and my company stands yeah. for. So, so. I don't want to be controversial, Chris, but I've got to disagree with you, right? Um, And uh, on one thing, just one particular point, because I think true, genuine kindness is one of the most selfish things you can do. And the reason I say that is because it makes you feel good. Do you know what I mean? Like sort of the the feeling of the feeling of helping somebody else without any terms and conditions attached um, uh, has the has has the uh, for me the and I, I look at him and go I can't believe this feels alright. Do you know what I mean? I'm helping somebody else, but it makes you feel good. So so I I agree. I think I think authenticity comes across, right? I think people get authenticity in a second, in a heartbeat. Yeah. Um, uh, I think um, being just generally awesome to people is easier than being cynical. It just makes things go... So- and, and it was really interesting. I had a conversation with somebody the other day about this and um, said that um, uh, I'd rather live my life through a set of rose-tinted glasses, even if I'm wrong, even if... Even if I, even if my perception of the world isn't reality, the not just because it makes me feel better. Um, um, but but yeah, certainly certainly the the only element I disagree with is even if you don't want anything materially back, kindness is great because it makes you feel good too, right? I mean, I I, I do completely agree. Yeah, yeah. It does it does make you feel good um, for most people anyway? Yeah. I, I think the, because I, it's difficult to explain. Yes, it does make me feel good, but it's not. It, it's almost like a sense of destiny that that. That's yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Rather than 
thinking to myself, well, it will make me no. do such and such. Yeah. I kind of, I, I do it because it's it's almost my energy. It's in your DNA. I missed, yeah. I missed so much of it yeah. in my life that it's almost kind of payback for missing all of that. If that makes any sense. Yeah, so do, do you feel you've got some catching up to do in that regard then? Yeah, Is that, yeah. yeah, okay, interesting, interesting. So what did you think of the interview with Chris? So far, so good. Excellent, we'll have more next week. <laughs> oh God, God! You're not a big brother. That's a bit dramatic, isn't it? Oh, it's over. It's all, it's all over. <laughs> yeah, just for another week. I know you'll miss us, listeners, but we will be back next week as long as Charlotte stops crying, and I don't know whether she will or not. Um, uh, but yeah, so that is for another week. But before we go, like most weeks, we've got question of the podcast. <laughs> Very cool. And the quite last week's question in the podcast that you answered in your droves is uh, what's your favourite animal related story? And before I tell you the answers to this, can I just say one thing? Yes, change the question. I, I, well, I didn't, I didn't change the question. I asked it twice on our social media channels because I started with what's your favourite animal story, radio silent. So nobody answered. As soon as I went, when was the last time you were accosted by an animal? Suddenly the floodgates opened and we had loads of answers. So I'm going, maybe I should have just gone attacked by an animal up front. So, um, But before I asked that, we actually had one answer. Karina Murray said, uh, my favourite animal-related story is never-ending story. A Atreyu and his horse Atrax, jock of the Bushveld. Now, I've never seen never-ending story. Oh, I, I just haven't it. had the time to... Watch a never ending story. No, it's not, work. it's not never ending. Is it? What do you mean it doesn't work? It's meant to be the never ending story. How long is a never ending story? It's a movie, it's about an hour and so long. I don't think that works. Trade descriptions that it's not never ending, well, is it? It's an open ended film, so it's like it's not the end of the story when the film ends. Oh, they should have called it the open ending story then, shouldn't they? Eh? Um, so uh, apparently that is really good. Did you enjoy the film? I haven't watched it in years. I can't remember what happened. Oh, right, okay. Did it have a horse in? Atrax, Jock of the Bushveld. I think so. Yeah. They, they, it's like Corinne has put those words together, and I don't understand them at all. But obviously, if you've seen The Never Ending Story... Recently. Uh, uh, recently, please do let us know. Um, then um, we, had a, um, we had another um, uh, comment, and unfortunately, I've copied and pasted it from Twitter by the looks of it, and cut out who the uh, who the person answered was, but I've got a feeling it's uh, Martin at last stand. So uh, Martin said, uh, "No animal occasion," but then he remembered. He said, "Well, apart from a bull staring at me whilst walking across a field in a red waterproof." Uh, Waterproof, <laughs> not a red waterproof. I love poof. my new red waterproof. Oh, I love wearing a waterproof. Um, it's not a red waterproof. It's, it's a red waterproof. waterproof. Um, and regards to location, um, uh, he, he, he would change his mind. He's answering last week's question this week. Um, but it's well known that bulls aren't actually attracted to the red because bulls are colour blind, as far as I know. Is actually the shaking, you know, when the matador shakes in bullfighting, yeah. which is a bit of a cruel sport anyway, they're attracted to the movement of the rag, not the colour. Yeah. So, thank you, 
uh, listeners. That's podcast fact of the week. Um, it's like going back to enjoy, trivia week. Enjoying the fun science. Enjoy, enjoy the, enjoy the, uh, enjoy the Balls science. Are yeah. Colorblind. Yeah. So David Owen uh, at David O Lifetime um, just said. I was attacked by a buzzard while I was out running. First of all, David, where are you running that buzzards attack you? What, what are buzzards? I know. Uh, it's like a big... I don't know, to be honest. I think it's a bird native to America. But I might be wrong. Um, but I might have to Google buzzards later. David Brooks said uh, on Twitter, at PensionsDave, said, I got bumped over by Daisy... As I leapt athletically over a stile, I ended having a good look at her others. Was that intentional, David, or was that you did that by accident? Before was, leaping uh, slightly was more panic. <laughs> was it utterly surprising that you were looking at her others? Um, uh, got bumped over by Daisy as I. And how do you know her name was Daisy? I mean, you'd got to look at her others, but uh, did you ask her name? Um, before leaping slightly uh, I more panicky. That's a polite way to introduce yourself instead of looking at someone's <laughs> others first. Look, you do not want to say hello by immediately looking at somebody's well, others. Yeah. Eye level. No. Oh, no, 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 it's not good. So, um, Fiona Sharp said, I got chased by a cow's when my dog was a pup. Got headbutted in the bum as I leapt over a fence. Pup was fine, though. <laughs> headbutted in the bum. I suppose I, I suppose you could argue that head, being headbutted in the bum is better than landing flat on your back uh, with others in your face. <laughs> uh, what would you prefer? Headbutted in the bum or a face full of others? Are we talking about the cows with the... the, the but the dog faces. The what? No, like, oh, I don't know. But just answer the question. Headbutt in the bum. Headbutt in the bum. Okay. Horn or no horn? No horn. Okay. Horn headbutt in the bum or others in the face? Others in the face. Oh! There's like a hierarchy of <laughs> cow-related injuries. So we're going headbutting in the bum, no horns. Others in the face, <laughs> and then and then whole head bite in the bum. That actually makes sense. I'm I'm going with that. Uh, cookie said, "Hashtag others in the face." Hashtag others in the face. You got to tweet that, Charlotte. Oh, no, um, hashtag, no. hashtag get Cassie on the podcast. Hashtag others in the face. <laughs> um, uh, John Cook said, um, "Once had a mini standoff with a horse on the Worcester College playing field. Not an occasion. Not an occasion. But I'm terrified of them. So it felt like one." Um, Hayley Ball said, Dan and Lauren had a standoff with a turkey at Newham City Farm. My only, my only standoff... Uh, my, my only... My, uh, my <laughs> Sorry, can you can you do that turkey impression again? That was awesome. I, I spoke over your turkey impression. <laughs> Come please. The turkey. <laughs> what was that? Oh. Well done. Good turkey impression. Um, my only occasion with a turkey is when I've got a knife and fork in my hand and it's Christmas Day. So, um, or any other time we have turkey. Um, yeah, agreed. Other occasions um, are available. Uh, other occasions are available at Hanukkah, uh, Ramadan. I don't know if they eat turkey in Ramadan. Yeah. They probably don't, do they? Um, Fourth of July. Fourth <laughs> of July, yeah. Thanksgiving. <laughs> We're not American, but that's fine. Uh, Jeannie Boyle, um, she's been menaced by cows. <laughs> now, in the list of cow-related injuries, I think being menaced by cows comes above being headbutted in the bum, no horns, um, 
So this is the list. Number one, I'd rather be menaced by cows than be headbutted in the bum with a cow with no horns. But I'd, I'd rather have the others in my face than the menace. menace of... You'd rather have others in your face than being menaced. I thought like... No, I'll wait around, sorry. Yeah, so, so I'm going. Menaced by cows is my top favourite cow-related injury because a bit of menacing I can live with. Next uh, on the list... Menace, headbutt. Others in the face, headbutt with horns. Agreed, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> nobody face. wants nobody wants a headbutt with horns. Uh, and Russ, uh, my brother Russ, silent editor of the podcast. So silent, he comments on every uh-huh. post you make. Um, Russ said, I once got stunned by a scorpion. He also got kicked by a horse once, but he hasn't mentioned that. <laughs> he failed to mention uh, And my granddad used to, every time he used to see my granddad, he used, do you remember that time we took Russell to the zoo and he got kicked by an horse? He's never been the same since. Um, <laughs> that's what he used to say to me, genuinely. He's never been the same since. He's never been the same since. I don't think he's ever been the same for the last 38 years. Um, but he did get also get stunned by uh, Daddy Scorpion, my dad Scorpion. And then Nicholas Lancaster said, in attempt to get the best of a wasp, I swallowed it. <laughs> Do not try and beat a wasp by swallowing it. He stung my tongue on the way down. Nick! <laughs> Don't go around swallowing wasps. Please don't do that. Um, just swat it. There was a there was a bloke called Nick who swallowed a wasp. I know why he swallowed the wasp. Nick, he stung his tongue on the way down, and then Russ got stunned by a scorpion, kicked by a horse. Well, uh, kicked by a horse. Russ, <coughs> Russell also. I don't know why I'm telling all these Russell-related stories, but he also poked a wasp's nest <laughs> and then run back from our local field with a big, a full wasp's nest chasing him across the field, bringing the wasps to our house <laughs> as he was running along. Nobody wants that, Russ. You are not a friend of the animals, are you? Let's be honest. Um, and then Jane Hodges said, small white lion cub who bit me by mistake while I was playing with it in Thailand, had to dip my leg in iodine for a fortnight as we were travelling, and it is still my favourite lion, and now very happy with his girlfriend, and everyone waiting to see if they will have babies. He still likes being strokes around the ears. I do, you know what's been entertaining about this end of the podcast? Animal-related stories are quite fun, aren't they? They are. They are. Especially Russell-related animal stories, because I'd forgotten that he'd had so many altercations with animals. I'd I'd forgot about the scorpion. I remembered the wasps and the horse. Did you have any troubles with pigs while you were at any farm? Or cows. So we had a lot of cow-related injuries. Yeah, yeah. 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 My takeaway from this end of the podcast is... Don't go near cows, they're hashtag deadly. Hashtag others in the face, hashtag cows are vicious. <laughs> hashtag, hashtag others in the face, hashtag cows are vicious. I think others in the f- face has got a proper ring to it. So on that note, please don't, please be careful this week, listeners. Please don't get any hashtag others in the face. And we'll see you next week. Bye!